0: Nigerian stocks extend gains to reach a fresh all-time high, and global foreign direct investment flows increase marginally by 3% in 2023. From over 1,300 cities and 130 countries, we bring you the Good Morning Africa podcast. Good morning, Africa, and welcome aboard your pulse on everything business in Africa. I'm Witha Dong. For more, follow us on Twitter at the Financial News, and you can find me at Witha Global cooperation has been critical for the impressive expansion of well-being and opportunities in the past 20 years. Yet these gains are at risk from the uneven impact of continuous shocks to trade, climate and health and geopolitical flashpoints. How can the North-South cooperation be recalibrated to deliver win-win solutions to our most pressing issues rather than exacerbating them? On this episode, we feature conversations from the World Economic Forum. Paul Kagame, president of Rwanda, is up first. Let me address this by uh, starting with
1: the two crises that uh, define uh, the pessimism in the south uh, about this international cooperation. One is when we saw when COVID happened. Uh, One is COVID, another is uh, what happened with inflation and interest rates the interest rate crisis that uh, followed. With the COVID, it was clear that access to vaccines and uh, therapeutics had a problem, and it was mainly concentrated in the North. The South was to be considered much later, uh, even then very slowly, nearly too late, because the South did not have this capacity to produce their own vaccines or therapeutics. And then coupled with uh, many years of fiscal stimulus by the West, we saw that they developed an inflation crisis and the response to that was to raise interest rates, which very many in the South are still paying a very high price for. Now, we cannot address this inequality by just uh, mitigating the crisis, but rather we need to integrate, to bring in, to involve developing countries like Africa and other developing countries from the beginning, to have the conversations around how these inequalities should not be developing and later on affecting the particular parts of the world. So it has to be from the beginning. It's not just at the time when crises have happened that then you start making consideration of what to do for the South, but rather they should be involved. And uh, Africa should be even and sh- there are tools that are there, that are available, to actually work on some of these uh, things that uh, are needed to, to be addressed. Uh, and Africa we therefore uh, stand again uh, and have access to most of these things required.
0: Ngozi okonjo Iwela, Director General of World Trade Organization, speaks about diversification of power centers.
2: But I just want to build on what President Kagame and Prime Minister Roger said, to say that if we look at some numbers of what is happening in terms of shares of global output, in the world we see that let's in 1995 emerging markets and developing economies accounted for about 42 percent of global out- of global gd and developed countries for about 58 percent and now in 2022 we see a situation where this is inverted and so these changing shares of world output and we see it mirrored also in some of the shares of trade, which I'll come back to later, speak to the multipolarity of the world, that we are now in a multipolar world. Uh, There's no one power center. Um, And what worries me in global governance is how we manage this multipolarity. Uh, There's no one center that can solve all the problems of the world. We are interdependent and we need to work together. And that speaks to the issue of how do we do it and this is where multilateral organizations need to be strengthened of course need to be reformed to move with the times they're in Uh, but we absolutely need them because we have to solve some problems of the global commons like climate change you alluded to it the pandemic that president Kagame uh, talked about and that how do we manage this to solve global problems this multipolarity
0: that's my issue and a quick look at the markets. The market segment is powered by the Development Bank of Rwanda. We empower you. Nigerian stocks extended gains for the fifth street session on Wednesday, reaching a fresh all-time high of 90,233 amid the continued strong performance of banks and consumer good shares. Amid a subdued Naira, pension funds and institutional investors are actively buying stocks driven by a positive outlook for profits from banks recording revaluation gains on their foreign exchange positions. Moreover, investors are capitalizing on the relative cheapness of some counters while strategically positioning themselves ahead of full year results and corporate actions. The Johannesburg All-Share Index filled by more than 1% towards the 72,000 level on Wednesday, its lowest in over a month, marking the third straight session of losses. Resource-linked sectors were hardest hit, down nearly 2%, along with financials and industrials Global sentiment stayed weak following the Fed Governor Christopher Wallace hawkish remarks, which scaled back expectations for an early-rate cut, coupled with a series of data indicating a slow recovery in the world's second-largest economy. Traders also remain concerned about the escalating Middle East tensions, including continued attack on ships in the Red Sea by Iranian-backed Houthi rebels. And a quick trip around Africa... Egypt has pushed ahead with an increase in transit fees through the Suez Canal this week as the need for foreign currency champed a fall in maritime traffic due to the Houthi attacks on shipping in the Red Sea. Revenue from the North African nation from the vital waterway, the shortest route between Asia and Europe, have slumped as some ships avoid the canal to protect themselves from missiles and drone assaults. But rather than delay the long-planned hike, Cairo is betting additional income from those still transiting will help the cash-strapped economy. Traffic volumes through the Suez Canal were down 30% between January 1st and January 11th compared with a year earlier, according to the Canal Authority head, Osama Rabbi, as Iran-backed Houthis stepped up their attacks in response to Israelis' war against Hamas in Gaza, fueling concerns of a wider military conflict. Egypt, which increased the fees on Monday, had also been working on expanding the waterway to bring in more revenue from what's one of its prized assets. The Middle East's most popular country is in talks with the International Monetary Fund of a possibility of at least doubling its current 3 billion US dollar rescue package. Attacks by the Houthis on vessels passing through the Red Sea have added to pressures, with the Yemen-based group's leaders vowing to step up its assault even after the US and Allies began airstrikes to deter them. The Houthis say they were only targeting ships linked to Israel in response to the war in Gaza, but now says UK, US and others are fair game. <music> The Trade in Transition Study Commission by freight and logistics company DP World shows that Africa's business leaders anticipate growth this year, driven by investment in technology, to increase efficiency and boost resilience amid economic, geopolitical and climate instability. Nearly three-quarter of leaders that participated in the study believe public sector action such as boosting regional trade agreements have helped their supply chain strategies in the region. The new research forecasts a booming African trade landscape in twenty twenty four, with senior executives predicting a surge in intra Africa trade fueled by new trade parks and technology investments. However, African firms remain cautious as inflationary pressures, economic uncertainty, and political instability threaten to impact on growth. More than 26% of the executives surveyed identified heightened inflation and economic uncertainty as the primary limitations on expanding inputs, which is a 7% increase on the previous year. Additionally, nearly 20% pointed to political instability in crucial source markets as their primary constraint, a 4% year-on-year increase, owing to the African continental free trade area agreement. Executives across the continent expect inter-regional trade to grow this year. About 28% of surveyed business leaders expect sub-Saharan Africa to be their largest export market this year, up from 19% of respondents the previous year. Thank you for always waking up with us. Good morning, Africa is a product of The K Financial. If you have suggestions or you want to check out more stories, visit the website. That's thekfinancial.com. And don't forget to subscribe. You can also find us on all social media platforms at The K Financial. And you can find me at With